All right, steamroller, baby. Welcome to the Mindset of Our Podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and today we're talking about the big F-E-A-R. You know what I'm talking about. That creeping feeling that slips into your mind before you go to do something that's just outside of your comfort zone. Whether it's jumping off a cliff on some snow skis or asking your crush out on a date or starting the business you've always wanted to start. Managing fear plays a big role in everybody's life. We all have it. Even the people that you see that seem completely confident, they probably have way more fear than you would ever imagine. Working with a bunch of high-performing coaching clients has shown me this more than anything else. So we all have it, but the difference is in how we handle it. So imagine this for a moment. Your boss walks into your office and tells you, you need to give a presentation in front of the whole company in 30 minutes. It's got to be good. It's going to be recorded. It's going to be played over and over for years to come. And it's on a topic that you already don't feel very comfortable with. So why am I using this example? Well, I'm going with that because the fear of public speaking ranks above death for a lot of people, (laughs) which is crazy, by the way, because it's such a low risk activity, but people are super fearful of how they're perceived by others. So it does make some sense. But back to our story, what kind of emotional response is beginning to take place in your body? And if you're not afraid of public speaking, just imagine that you are. Your heart's going to start racing. Your body temperature might start raising. Hands get a little sweaty. Anxiety is building. Well, what if I told you that you could react with any emotion of your choosing? That the cause and effect of stimulation versus response did not have to be based on instinctual reactions. You could actually create space between that stimulation, that thing that would normally cause you fear, to give you time to react in the way that you wish to. What could you do with that? Fear honestly sucks because it keeps us from living a full life. It keeps you from telling people that you love them when you should. It keeps you from going after your dream job, starting that new business, going after the big client that you know could change your business, whatever it is. Fear sucks because it stops us from pushing ourselves, going after those things that we know would be amazing out of that fear of failure or even fear of success sometimes. It's interesting the things that we become afraid of. I've coached some people who are actually afraid of being confident. They say that they're so comfortable feeling sad, shy, or fearful that being confident is actually something that they're afraid of, which seems like a funny paradigm of being afraid of not being afraid. But they'll tell you it's because they're worried that they're going to do something that puts them out there and exposes them to too much risk. And the truth is they're taking on 10 times more risk by hiding away and being fearful and not going after the things that they know that they could and should and would. And that idea just needs to be expanded on to create a shift. And for a lot of people, fear really comes down to that. It's a shift in perspective. That is often the first step to taking power over it. So recognize this right now. Fear is an internal emotional response. It is not anything real that's outside of the body. It's not anything real in general. If you take a bird's eye view, nature is just moving around. We all have these weird emotional reactions going on inside of us, but none of it is real. It's our own perception of reality. And being fearful in a certain moment is just the way that your body is reacting to external circumstances. It's nothing real about those external circumstances. You could take that same circumstance and be completely comfortable, relaxed, confident, happy, whatever it may be. It's not about the external. It's about the internal. And that's why people use the acronym F-E-A-R, standing for false evidence appearing real, right? It's just this external picture that seems like something real, but you need to disconnect the thought that 
fear is a reaction of a certain circumstance. No, it's an internal process that you are undergoing because of your perception of that scenario. It actually has nothing to do with the scenario itself. So today we're gonna to cover a handful of different techniques. And if you know that fear is really holding you back, I would encourage you to maybe expand on some of the techniques shown and provided here. You can also reach out to me. I'm happy to give you a little bit more info and ideas or even do a coaching session, break down some of those fears and remove them. But let's go through a couple of these. The first one is about embracing excitement. So interestingly enough, if you really pay attention to it, the feeling of anxiety and the feeling of excitement are almost identical. They occur in the same part of your body. They show up very similarly in brain scans. And in podcast number one, we talked about how financial advisors were shown two different videos. And one video was saying that stress is good for you. The other group was shown a video saying that stress is bad for you. Now, what really happens is when you view stress and anxiety as excitement or something positive, it actually converts it into a thing called DHEA versus cortisol. And in 2009, there was a study done at Yale by Dr. Charles Morgan III, and the study was focused on the effect of DHEA and how it affects your body under stress. What they found is that DHEA buffers against stress by modulating the receptors in a certain portion of your brain. Therefore, shifting your focus to believe that stress and that, that feeling is actually positive, that's excitement, that this is a good thing, converts it into a chemical that's actually useful for you helps focus you and helps limit the negative cognitive effects of being under stress. So next time you feel anxious, stressed out, fearful, view it as excitement. Flip that in your mind. Be like, I'm excited to do this. Just by telling yourself that, just by pushing, even if it feels like kind of a fake thought to you, you will start to convert more of that stress into DHEA versus cortisol, which is more of the debilitating energy that's going to really shut you down. And this next idea is along a similar vein. So let's imagine for a second you're back in that previous situation. Your boss just told you you got to go give this speech. And they said, you know what, we've got one of your coworkers is going to give one as well. So you're preparing there with your coworker. You see them over there and you're thinking to yourself, why is this MFer flexing their muscles right now? Standing in superhero power poses, looking like a goofball. Well, Amy Cuddy is a social psychologist known for making power poses, famous through her 2012 TED Talk. And it really comes down to body language and the way that body language affects your state of mind. So essentially, if you stand in a confident position or if you do something with your body that would normally be done under a state of confidence, something sort of a sidestep, but is by eating food. Because back in our caveman days, we would only eat if we felt comfortable enough to do so. That was an action that could only be done if we weren't at risk. And this is really why people say they eat for comfort. Eating makes them feel relaxed. Now, be careful with that. Obviously, that can be taken to a negative direction. But what it shows is that when your body is doing something that it would only be doing if it were in a safe and comfortable position, that will tell your mind that you can be comfortable and at ease. And really, this is because your brain, your DNA has stored many memories based on the different positions that your body is in. So for many years, we believed that it was the brain just sending signals to the body. And now we know that actually the body is sending a lot of signals to the brain. An interesting way you can also see this occurring is many actors that have known to take on very emotionally charged roles will really rewire their own emotional consistency, sometimes not for the best. Take a guy like Heath Ledger who after the Joker was very depressed. So even just by pretending and using different body language, different physical language, will make a big difference on the way that you feel. So like Amy Cuddy discovered that if you want to feel more confidence, standing in positions that represent confidence will begin to change the neurochemistry inside of your brain and therefore feelings within your body.
You want to keep your body open. You don't want to have your hands in front of your chest or your stomach because that is a sign of defense, fear, and protection. You want to be open. You want to be relaxed. You don't want to be tensing your muscles. A lot of that does get held in our traps. So if you notice that you're flexing up your shoulder muscles, just relieve them, relax them. That will send signals from your body to your brain that we're cool, we're calm, we're confident. Another tool that you can use is to embrace the uncomfortable, to feel the fear and do it anyways. There's a great quote from uh, General Patton back in World War II. He was asked, do you ever experience fear before a battle? And he says, of course, but I never take counsel of my fears. It's about doing things that you're fearful of and doing them anyways. Pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone on purpose is actually a great way to become more confident and have less fear in your life. So our tool today, if you want to go for it, is to do something that you're afraid of. However big or small, just make a challenge to yourself to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. A great way you could do this is even just to pay someone a compliment. Someone that you're maybe a bit afraid to give it to. Right? And this one is actually really good for a lot of reasons. You'll feel really good afterwards. It's genuinely beneficial to the world. It's building your social skills. It's making that person feel nice. But a lot of times we feel a little bit uncomfortable saying something like that, giving someone a compliment. And maybe you look at that and you go, hey, I do that all the time. It's no big deal. It's not going to get me excited. And that actually relates to another part of fear. And it's what's called competence, right? It's consistency. It's experience, which causes confidence. From Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, he talks about the 10,000-hour rule, where for anyone to truly become a master in a certain area, they must spend 10,000 hours doing it. One of the best ways to overcome fear, overcome anxiety, is just to go out and do that thing over and over and over and over again until you are so good at it that your competence causes your confidence. And maybe you say that your fears are a little bit more deep set than just reframing body poses, you know, different perspectives on it. And that's okay. A lot of ours are. We all have fears that are deeply rooted into our subconscious that we don't even know are there oftentimes. So a way to go a little bit deeper is to do some sort of therapy, getting into meditation, medicinal products. You could also do hypnotherapy. I haven't told my hypnosis story on the podcast yet, but I'm sure I will soon because it completely changed my life. And I still work with a hypnotist from time to time. You can also use coaching. Coaching is a great way to overcome fear. Oftentimes just talking about something or speaking it aloud causes you to look at it in a different way and just you're like, why, why was I freaking out about that? So those are a few ways that you can start addressing fear, anxiety, stress, but there's many more out there and everybody will naturally take to a different style more than others. And that's really your job to figure out what ways do you overcome stress? And one of the best ways to figure this out is just to look at your own history. What has worked for you in the past? When have you done something that was extremely confident? When did you do something where you stepped outside of your comfort zone and felt good about it? What was a process that you used in the past that made you feel good, made you feel confident? Maybe it was the time that you did something that really took a lot of courage, made you step outside of your comfort zone, and from there on, you're like, I'm a more comfortable, confident person just because I did that one thing, right? It's different for everybody. So figure out what it is for you, what works for you, and even try new ways. Try adding things. Try adding ways that you think, well, maybe that would actually work well for me too. For me personally, I think that the best way to get over fear is to push myself outside of my comfort zone, address fears head on. And personally for me, whether that's using some technique of coaching or therapy where I'm addressing it, where I'm not backing down from, I'm saying I'm afraid of this thing and let's work through it. Or just going out and doing it, talking to that stranger that I'm afraid to approach, starting a freaking podcast, whatever it is, go for things that you're afraid of doing. I really think that just trying to break outside of your comfort zone 
is the best way to improve your tolerance to fear. So that's what I have for you today. As always, appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. You mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating or a review or share it with somebody that you thought might find value. But more than anything, I just appreciate you being here. If you're interested in dismantling some fears that might be holding you back via coaching, head on over to cjleady.com and fill out the inquiry section. This is the Mindset Zara Podcast. Thanks for going MIA with me today.